Hello, SFF Yeah listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy, because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington. I am recording on November 4th, and today I'm going to talk about airships with thanks to Twitter user Tumnus, who is also clearly an SFFIA listener, <laughs> for the ask. Uh, they tweeted at Book Riot to ask about airship recommendations. So that's what we're doing today. Um, so you should, you know, again, you can always send us feedback slash questions and we might do a show about it. Uh, before we get into the picks, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by WW Norton and Company Incorporated. So Negative Space by Jillian Linden follows a week in the life of an English teacher at a New York private school. At home, her children ask constant questions about mortality and her husband offers occasional counsel between Zoom calls. At school, something happens. She accidentally witnesses an ambiguous, possibly inappropriate interaction between a teacher and a student. But how can she be sure of what she saw? Negative Space is a portrait of a woman caught between the pressures of what's normal and what isn't, and examines what we owe the people who depend on us in a fractured and indifferent world. It's a debut novel and a short novel. It's perfect if you want something quick and easy to carry around, but it's also thought-provoking. It takes place during the pandemic, but it's not pandemic-focused, and it really just looks at everyday anxieties and low-threat situations that have high consequences. So make sure to check out Negative Space by Jillian Linden. And thanks again to WW Norton and Company Incorporated for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95 and she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Okay, so Tumnus mentioned Anne Salin's Rebel Skies, which, side note, was not on my radar, but looks great. So I am requesting that from my library. Thank you for drawing that to my attention. Um, yeah, airships is an interesting question because, like, <laughs> this is going to sound really silly to say out loud, but, like, there's different kinds of airships. Like, any ship that goes through the air is an airship, right? But there's like, are you talking about Zeppelins, you know, that have the like gas bags? Are you talking about like pirate ships that fly through other means? Like there's all kinds of different airships in science fiction and fantasy. And so 
I have a couple of different, well, they're mostly the same kind. Most of mine are gas bags uh, with, you know, places for humans attached, um, <laughs> that kind of airship. But I have a whole list. So here's what we're going to do. I have two actual picks. I have an honorable mention. And then in the show notes, you're going to see a see also section. It has even more. Um, Tumnus actually specifically requested something that was not steampunk. And I was trying to find something that was more specifically sci-fi. And I really failed, y'all. I did not come up with any sci-fi picks with airships, not at least not pure sci-fi, I don't think. And uh, I would be super curious if any no if anyone knows of any, you know, send them in SFF yeah at bookriot.com. We'll do follow up on a show, or you could tweet them, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I did not, I could not find any. So this is mostly. This is alternate history slash steampunk. So let's just get into it now. I've given a lot of caveats. Let's talk about the books. Uh, my first is Nisi Shaw's Ever Fair, which is an alternate history. I do believe that it is. Steampunk is an interesting subgenre that we could like spend a lot of time talking about what it is and isn't. But I do think this has been billed by the publisher as alternate history, and I think that's correct. Um, it takes place in uh, the um, Congo around the time that Belgium was colonizing it and the native populations and others were being, you know, horribly mistreated. This is a real time in our history. Um, and Shaw was like, what if, what if the native populations and others who are fighting against Belgium had access to technology? including steam-powered, but not limited to. And there are amazing re historical revisions in here. I mean, this book is so sweeping. Like, it involves, you know, European immigrants and, like, socialists. And we've got missionaries and, like I said, the native populations and um, just all kinds of people from different areas and backgrounds and beliefs like coming together in this one region to fight for what they believe in whatever that is and how does that intersect with other groups how do they ally how do they fight against each other how do they you know combat the colonizing forces like it is a really amazing re-envisioning of that time period in history and there are, it's an ensemble cast. You're going to find a lot of different characters to get obsessed with and root for. Um, it is just really, really interesting and well done, I thought. And the good news for all of us is that Shaw recently, I think this year, announced that they're working on a book two, which I've been waiting for since literally 2016 for that to happen. Like, I was like, there's more to this story. I Like, it ends on a beautiful note, but I was like, but I want the next section. Like, what's that? And then what? Um, so I was really excited to hear that we're going to get more of this story, hopefully, before too much longer. But yeah, there's there's 100% there's airships in here. And um, it's a pretty intense book, as you can imagine. I mean, this is a period in human rights history that's like a horrible genocide in our own history. And re-envisioning that you still have to have all of those the racism the violence etc so you know know that going in but um an amazing book and uh again that's Nisi Shaw's Ever Fair and then the second one I have for you is by you know an SFF yeah favorite P. Jelly Clark has this amazing novella The Black God's Drums that 
you know, you can make arguments. Is it alternate history? Is it steampunk? Is it this one? I think is actually like closer to science fiction in a lot of ways because there is some, you know, folklore and magic and godded, you know, uh, divine interventions, shall we say? But it also has like legit science in it, so it's it's a nice blend of those things, and it takes place um, during. The I want to say late 1800s in uh, an alternate, yes, 1884-ish New Orleans. The the way that the Civil War is playing out is different in this version of America or has played out is different in this version of America. And uh, we are following a young teenager named Creeper who all she wants to do is be part of a crew on an airship. Um, specifically, uh, this one called the Midnight Robber, which has like an amazing reputation. The captain is like very well known. Um, and like, this is what she wants to do. And she overhears some information that she can, she thinks she can leverage to get herself onto the crew and onto the ship. Um, she also is uh, interacting with uh, Oya, who is the African Arisha of Wind and Storms, who, you know, is like got her own priorities and missions and things that she wants Creeper to do. And they have like a very complex relationship. And, you know, there's interesting history in here that Clark is um, jumping off of for Haiti, which is uh, history that I did not know about. And I found myself researching more of later. There are great you know, really interesting, different interpretations of the technologies that would have been available then mixed in with, you know, the um, the divine interventions and the other things that are going on in this story. Creeper's an amazing character. I mean, no one is surprised to hear that I'm like gushing about P. Jelly Clark's work, like obviously. Uh, but if you haven't read The Black God's Drums yet, I mean, there's Airships are a little bit incidental to the story. I will say there's not as much time on the airships as there is in, for example, Everfair. But they're still a major part of it. And also this novella is just fantastic. So, you know, again, The Black God's Drums, definitely worth picking up. And then I I couldn't not recommend Ken Liu's Dandelion Dynasty series, particularly book three, The Wall of Storms, has a ton of air battles of various kinds, including ships in it. And I don't want to give any spoilers because you really have to read the first two books in order to understand what the heck is going on in book three. Like this is a trilogy that is deeply uh, necessary to, you know, read all of it. Um, Oh, wait, there's there's more, though. There's four books in. No, no. Book three is. okay. sorry. Book two is Wall of Storms. Book three is Veiled Throne. I know what I'm talking about, I swear. Anyway, this series is fantastic, and it has a lot of air stuff as it moves along. But the whole thing, I mean, Lou has memorably called this silk punk, which is to take East Asian mythology and technology and culture and history and reinterpret it through the lens of sci-fi and fantasy. And the result is, like, so absorbing and immersive. I also think it's really interesting that Lou wrote this in what feels like a very golden age style. Like it feels very like the prose feels very almost like Tolkien-esque in the way that it's done. Um, And so that's an interesting combination. I really think it's worthwhile for any fan of world building. And especially if you want like really cool, like there's also like undersea stuff that happens as well as air battles and 
the gods are like very meddling, which is a trope I love. And there's a, it's an ensemble cast. You've got thieves and warriors and complicated betrayals and friendships and romances and just everything. It's got everything. So uh, that's a great series to pick up, especially if you want some air battles, because it absolutely has those as it moves along. And then, as promised, I have a whole list in here of other books that I have read or that I know for sure have um, airships in them. But most of them are more particularly steampunk, like in vibes, if not specifically in subgenre. So I was trying to give you some more out of the steampunk genre options, but it's 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 a it's a wiggly category. It's hard to know where it starts and ends. So. Here we are talking about airships. Anyway, if you can think of a like a sci-fi sci-fi with airships in it, again, let us know. SFF yet, bookriot.com. I would personally love to read it and we'll share it with other folks who are interested. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for sending in your feedback. Thanks for tweeting at us. Uh, thanks also to our sound editor, Caitlin Brame, who helps us sound great each and every episode. If you have the time and the inclination, you could review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, wherever. Helps other folks to find the show. Um, and speaking of finding us, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.